Warning, this podcast contains explicit sexual language and should only be listened to at work if you're looking for an excuse to connect with your HR representative. Additionally, all mentions of the word women include cis, trans, envy, genderqueer, genderfluid, and those still figuring it out. Yes, you. You are welcome here. Will you open up with me? These pages they can feed your innermost desires. Do you feel inspired? Are you getting what you need? Are you coming curiously? A secret safe with me. And here you can simply be We are back this week with part two of my conversation with Nat from Trigger Warning Romance. If you did not listen to part one, pause, go back and return when you're ready. Mom, you know, you know, a little spanky action every now and then. That's like the the most like crazy we get. Like, it's really not that insane. Um, So, yeah, you can you can read whatever you want to read. It doesn't. The other thing I like to talk about on my podcast is that it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. A lot Mm -hmm. of authors like to defend dark romance by saying that it helps rape victims. And it does. It it absolutely, there is that section of it, like where a lot of people like to read dark romance and especially like non-consensual romance Mm -hmm. because they've had their own sexual kind of like abuse situation and they want to work through it through reading dark romance and is completely valid but I don't want people to think that that's the only kind of people that are allowed to read dark romance no there's nothing wrong with just reading it for fun no there's nothing wrong with reading it for fun if you enjoy it you can read it there is a huge difference between fantasy and reality and the point that you make about horror is is exactly right you can watch a horror movie you can watch a slasher film you can watch um I don't want to say a mob movie because we're talking about mafia and I was thinking Al Capone (laughs) but you can watch those type of a heist movie you can watch Ocean's Eleven and not want to go rob a casino and the same is true with dark romance you can watch something there can be something really cathartic for you Mm -hmm. and not want the same experience one of the things that I I'm getting from this conversation and I could be off base. It could be my own brain working through this is we talk, we've talked about how in dark romance, usually there's an MMC love interest that has taken love to obsession that has taken passion to, to pushing to this, 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 primal need mm-hmm. and there is something to be said about letting things within ourselves that are usually so reined in like you can't grab your husband and have sex with him whenever you want because you have two small children and a life and things you can't just make out viciously you can't always be in those moments of deep 
all-consuming love for your partner because Mm -hmm. they didn't do the dishes last night and that's (laughs) a reality and now you're looking at dirty dishes and it was your travel mug and now you don't have a way to get coffee to work today and all you need is caffeine (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so letting emotions our relationships or that sexual energy go to the extreme can be incredibly cathartic if you don't get to. Yeah. And also it's like in most of these books, it's this tough hero that has never felt a feeling before. He doesn't know what love is. He can never love. And then something about this heroine just grabs him from like the first second. Mm-hmm. And what if, I can't remember. I think it was... Uh, oh, it was the bad guy by Cecilia Aaron. It's he's a like legitimate uh, psychopath, and he's never felt a feeling before. He's absolutely insane, but he's this like billionaire, whatever. And he kidnaps one of his coworkers' girlfriends because he just he want he loved her from the minute he saw her, but he had absolutely no idea that he loved her. But he just kept getting <laughs> these funny like scenes of like he just every time he thought of her, he would get heartburn. So he'd be like popping Tums the whole time. <laughs> and it's like, dumbass, that's feelings. You're having feelings, but he's never felt a feeling for his yeah. entire life. So this is a brand new situation to him. And like, there's something really fun and mm-hmm. powerful and like making a man that's never felt a feeling feel like all the feelings for you or like as the heroine. All the feelings. And that connects back to this uh, this stupid societal expectation that like men don't feel things and they don't express emotion. And to have someone express an emotion for you so outwardly, that's really that's really exciting. Like, wouldn't you love those grand gestures or those declarations of devotion from a partner all the time all the time right all the time Uh, I mean yes and no like sometimes it's okay I've I've had my poor (laughs) husband I'm I'm like drag him um I've I've told this story on my podcast but anytime like everybody thinks they want a dark romance book boyfriend until they get a dark romance book boyfriend and then you're like holy Anytime my my husband drinks uh, a little bit too much, he turns into our dark romance book boyfriend. (laughs) And he is just absolutely unhinged. And like, just, I need you. I love you. Let me just tell you all the things. Like, let's just have sex for like four hours. And like, we have two small children. Like, this isn't going to happen. You're not a billionaire. We don't have nannies. I am so like, this is your own fault. Like, firstly. You should be a billionaire, (laughs) you know, but, um, and it's just like so much fun because I, I'm, he's always like, well, you know, you, you want these things. I'm like, no, no, babe. Like, I love you. I I want you. Like, I love reading about these things, but yeah, he turns into a dark romance. I call him my, my whiskey, dark romance book boyfriend. Cause anytime whiskey's involved, it's over. That's amazing. And, and let's, let's also recognize that what you're reading as a four-hour sexathon 
you're reading it in five minutes, in yeah. maybe 10 minutes, if it's really descriptive. You spend 10 minutes on a scene that is described as like, oh my God, we had sex for four hours. Yeah. You would not want sex for four hours. Nobody wants sex for four hours. Your lady bits would fall off. Like, the average is 11 minutes. Yeah, that's if you have if you have 20 minutes of intimate time, you are double almost double that average. Good on you. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, congratulations. Yes. Th- congratulations, babe. You are fantastic. You are the the best man at the sexy things that have ever manned. However, um <laughs> uh and again, I'm not saying anything out. Like I've told him this all the time. I'm like, I I love ya. But my lady bit's going to fall off. Like, just let's go to sleep. But uh, <laughs> yeah, like, it, that's why you don't like, that's why you don't want these things in real life. That's why they're so amazing in, in books, uh-huh. right? Like the, the heroine can have like 15 orgasms at a time, back to back to back to back, and is like somehow still alive by the end of it. You know, yeah. like, if, if you did no. that to a real human being, like they would pass out after five, you know, <laughs> they would not be conscious. oh my gosh yes thank you so to bring us back on track yeah why not kind of i mean sure sure, if we if we feel up to it because i do have some more questions um we've you've gone deep into the world of dark romance and i'm gonna make the assumption that you have been reading for many years and that you've read books not just written now but written in the past you went into the backlog of dark romance books Mm -hmm. what have you seen change in the dark romance genre what is something what are things that didn't exist when you first started reading dark romance that you have now seen brought into these stories well, firstly, it's trigger warnings. Nobody had trigger warnings in the back back in the day. Mm-hmm. Now it's it should like we said before, like it should be there, um, but it's a standard. Like this is the things that you're going to expect in this book. If you're not comfortable, kind of skip ahead or don't you know skip this book. Uh, the other thing is it's very unapologetic, and yeah. all these heroes like there's are are not these heroes that are like then somehow redeemed at the end mm-hmm. a lot of times like if we are reading Kristen Fihan or you know for example and all and the hero is like this horrible person who's more or less forced his will upon this woman who he's now claimed as his but at the end like he comes and like apologize and like learns from his mistakes like the and it's very like apologetic, right? Like, oh, I'm so sorry. He's he's gone through his arc, he's learned his lesson, and now he is a better man for it. Like now, in today's books, unapologetic. He's always a piece of shit, but he's her piece of shit, so that's fine. Like and and I love that because in real life, like. A person who's pretty horrible is usually pretty horrible for the uh-huh. entire life, like their entire life. Um, it's not like this Hollywood thing where they like learn some lesson. Yeah. And and again, I love that in dark romance because they're horrible people. They're murderers. They're they run mafias. They kill people. Um, they scam people. They're bad people. They're not meant to be good people. So you can't just 
it's it's less of the morality chain, I would say, because before it was more of the morality chain where mm-hmm. the heroine would pull the the hero out of the darkness, right? I've changed for you. Yes. But in in today's dark romance, it's more like the the heroine gets pulled into his darkness and like his world. She's now running the mafia right along with him and they're raising their five kids. No problem. So (laughs) (laughs) um, that's kind of like the main thing I would say. That's what's changed. It's less apologetic. It's more blunt. It's more in your face. It's it's not as veiled. Yeah. Side question. Yeah. Does the happily ever after for you involve marriage and babies? No. Cool. Um, I, it is very traditional. Yeah. And I'm for it because I'm also into like forced pregnancy and breeding in, in my books. So if you, if you want to do that, go right ahead. Um, but no, it doesn't have to be. I feel uh, happily ever after just has to be them happy together at the end. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing. They have yep. to be together and they have to be happy. That's it. Love the it. world can burn for all I care. <laughs> <laughs> but they're together. But they're together. All right. So you started your podcast for dark romance readers who needed a place to not feel weird about reading dark romance. Mm-hmm. What do you want to tell non-dark romance readers? Not people who've tried it and hated it and said no thank you, but people who've maybe never dipped their toe in, been too afraid, or felt like they shouldn't. What do you want to tell them? I want to say there is nothing wrong with never reading a dark romance if you're not comfortable with it. We are, no one's forcing it upon you. Um, And if you want to try, if you're, if you feel so inclined after listening to this, being like, it's kind of interesting, like, and it seems intriguing, then do not just jump in like don't go to a 300 level book because you most likely unless you are like I guess secretly really really into this stuff and like you don't want to admit it to yourself but most people I wouldn't want to just push into like the haunting Adeline version of you know of books I do I do what are those level 100 101 dark romance 101 um, I would say start with Zoe Blake's Dark um, Obsession series. They're mafia light. Like there's a little bit of dubious consent. There's some kidnapping, but it's nothing horrific. <laughs> um, it's a lot of fun. And Zoe writes a really spicy book. Um, but and then another one I would say is at by Vivian Murdoch. It's called Dark Revolution. It is book one of the Alphas of Stanleon's um, series. And that is another like level 100 dark yeah. Omegaverse. And that's like a whole, <laughs> you, you need a whole other episode for Omegaverse. It's like a whole new world over there. I can bring you back. I can okay. bring you back for it. <laughs> Sounds good. You're I don't want to <laughs> overwhelm everybody. Because Dark Omegaverse is another bananas situation. Also, if you if you heard Omegaverse and you want to learn about it, do not, do not make the mistake I made and go to the Wikipedia article for Omegaverse oh. because that was how I first tried to research and um, 
yeah, just do yourself a favor. I accidentally just started reading one and I was like, what's happening? I'd read a bunch. So it's so funny (laughs) because I'd read what I now know to be Omegaverse. I'd read multiple books in multiple series, but I kept hearing this term and I hadn't looked at it. I hadn't thought about it. And so when I was making our book definitions, our first book definitions episode, Omegaverse was a term that I came across and I went, what is this? Mm -hmm. Found Wikipedia and went, oh my God, this article. But when I looked at books that were Omegaverse, went, oh, I've read, I've read a lot of these. Okay. Got it. (laughs) I've read many of these. The books were less, less shocking than the Wikipedia article. (laughs) Just, um, Okay, so we've got some. Now I have to go look up this Wikipedia article. Uh, it just it goes <laughs> so. I'm not even. I'm not finishing that sentence. Okay, you you're a level 500 dark romance girly. You probably can handle it. I was not there, but since we've got our, <laughs> we have satisfied our non dark romance readers in yes. case they are ready to dip a toe in. Mm. What is it that you want to tell your? dark romance readers I mean, you have a whole podcast y'all if you're a dark romance reader and you have jived with this conversation at all <laughs> go subscribe to trigger warning romance but right here right now what is it that you want them to know and there's nothing wrong with you you are perfectly awesome just keep being you keep reading your dark romance and don't let anybody tell you that you're weird for liking it you are not weird there is nothing wrong with you and tell everybody who is a hater to go fuck themselves. Go fuck <laughs> themselves. That's pretty much it. Um, yeah, With there's a dark romance, like 13 inch ribbed penis. Like, no. With a knot. <laughs> With a knot. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. Oh. No, that's, that's it. I just I just want everybody to be happy reading whatever brings you joy, right? As long as you're not harming somebody else, doesn't matter what you're reading, doesn't matter what you're watching. Like reading is like the most passive activity. Like just let us read in peace. And it's the most personal. Like this is about you and your book and your preferences. And no one should be able to tell you that it's wrong or it's weird or or anything um for for those of you who followed dark december on social media i had a really hard time and i had a lot of <laughs> i'm going to go with preconceived notions of what i would find when i started reading dark romance mm-hmm. and as someone who in my life and in the real world really champions consent and communication especially when it comes to sex uh, vanilla or kink I judged a lot of dark romance like how can you like this blah 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 and the the fact of it is most if not all I'm not going to say all because you just can't guarantee it but most dark romance is written as the fantasy, not the how-to guide. Yes. So 
please enjoy the fantasy, revel in the fantasy, go read a scene and then have some great vanilla with sprinkle sex with your partner. (laughs) But, and and that's fine. If you're looking for a how-to guide for kink or play, which in and of itself is not dark, like that's something that I think also has has come into play in a lot of for a lot of non-dark romance readers is that Mm. kink if you're someone who only reads very fluffy vanilla you might assume kink and dark are the same thing and they are not Mm -hmm. um and that is probably (laughs) an episode that i should do but these are these are books about love and about passion and they are totally worth your time if you you can. And as Sefi is telling me, don't yuck someone's yum. Agreed. Yes. Agreed. Uh, the other phrase that I need to get put on a sweatshirt or something is kink is customizable. I think yeah. I say it like kink is customizable. So, yeah. <laughs> Rara might have a sweatshirt with that on it. So, <laughs> so, so many, so many rhinestones. Um. Oh, I don't I don't even want to say that I've come to the end of my questions. I don't want to I don't want to say that because I because this is fun. We can do it again. We can do it. We can do it again sometime. I can bribe my husband to watch the kids for a couple more hours another night. (laughs) For those of you who have been following and were wondering, Nat is the person who told me to read 5000 Nights of Obsession. That was Mm -hmm. a recommendation from from her. and totally worth it if you I I think what I most enjoyed was that it was a dark romance that kind of defied a lot of things that I think about dark romance so yeah Nat knows what she's talking about (laughs) Drethi is an incredible author and 5,000 Nights of Obsession was like you said it is not a traditional romance it there's cheating in it which is like a no-no in a lot even in dark romance like it's the, like the joke is no, no. Yeah, it's like the no, no. Like we will completely forgive him for murder, but we will not forgive him for cheating. Right? Mm-hmm. That is a no, no. Um, but it is like forced cheating in that book, and it is delicious and fabulous. And just the way she wrote that book and like weaved in all the traditions and culture, mm-hmm. like like it's just an, a level perfection in my humble opinion like the spice is spicy it's spicy uh, yeah it's spicy and it's just it's so much fun I love that I loved I mean Drethi is one of my favorite authors she is not a level 100 so if you've never read a dark romance say, what level not, what level do you think she is oh she's level f- like 400 up I'm so proud of myself so yeah. proud Thank you. I'm, I'm glad you liked it. I was a little nervous. <laughs> I was a little nervous too. I'm not going to lie. Uh, when that when that came out, I said I was going to do it. And I just went, okay, just, just, I mean, I don't want to make the joke of like, lie back and think of England. But like, let's just <laughs> see where we're going with this. Because I thought that I had really delved into a lot of the dark romance. And I did. There were there were many books read, but you know, I was about to talk to an expert, a true <laughs> connoisseur of the genre. So 
Okay. Okay, Sefi. Fine. Here are <laughs> my final questions. <laughs> the final questions that I like to ask my guests as they leave are, what is your favorite romance novel? Oh, that is a hard question. My favorite... I know. That changes like daily. Uh... <laughs> Um, I have to look at my Kindle. Like, I would say, okay, you know what? I'm going to, I have an answer. Oh. I would say it is a book that I reread often. Um, and it's almost like a comfort read, which it probably means that I'm absolutely unhinged. Um, it's called, uh, hang on. I got to go to my Kindle because you know me and titles. I'm not great. It's called Omega Awakening by L. V. Lane. It is an Omega verse. It is a dark Omega verse. It is, I would say, a level. It's probably like three hundred plus, because there's a lot of finite. Like he, you talk about an obsessed hero. He is an obsessed hero. It's a, uh, let's talk tropes. Age gap, non-con, um, forced mating, uh, kidnapping, more or mm-hmm. less. Mm-hmm. Um, Severe manipulation, but a a complete obsession, like and devotion. So, uh, it is a Cinderella retelling in an Omega verse form. Oh damn it! I love fairy tale retellings. Oh, you, it's really good. It's it. really good. Like I said, I reread it quite often. Um, I'm rereading it now because I think we we might do a podcast episode on it. Um, either with Low. Um, but Lo is not feeling great recently, so I might, I might just make my husband read it and talk to me about it. We, if which, you want, I will do it. Oh, okay. If you want, I will do that. You can take that out of this episode, Michael, if that doesn't work. But like, if you want, I'll read it, and we can find a time to um, record please. for you. That sounds great. <gasps> oh my gosh! I'm okay. gonna force you to read my favorite Omega verse. That's fine. It's been a but while yeah. since I've done Omegaverse, actually. Because I don't count Bride as Omegaverse. Okay. She's a vampire, so it's yeah. not really Omega. No. Doesn't matter that he has a knot. Um, okay. No, the Omegaverse is very specific. And so if, fucking specific. Yes. And I'm like, oh, like Allie Hazelwood fans that don't know what Omegaverse is. It's and not. Allie Hazelwood loves Omegaverse. She, I think she fully understood that this was not Omegaverse. It doesn't yeah. say Omegaverse. It says paranormal. Like, okay. I don't think she's been calling it Omegaverse. Okay. But other people have been like, oh my God, there's like a faded mate situation. She like smells her and loves her and there's a knot. And I'm like, mm, yeah, that's not. That's faded mates. That's not Omegaverse. Thank you. Don't go to yeah. the Wikipedia article. Just find <laughs> someone on TikTok Search Omegaverse and figure it out that way. Okay. Question Uh, number two. (laughs) Question number two. Where slash how do you prefer to read? You've mentioned a Kindle. Do you read physical books, audio books? I read a little bit of everything. My preferred way is Kindle because it's just so convenient. um, Mm -hmm. And you can read it anywhere. Like it can be on your phone. I I do prefer the Kindle Paperwhite. It's my favorite. Um, And in bed, like all snuggled up with a snack that's my favorite way um but I do also really like audiobooks because for work I, I do a lot of driving so it just 
keeps me going. Are you listening to Butcher and Blackbird audiobook? Or yes, I am. Oh, oh my God, it's so good. Okay, because like reading it is great, but listening to Joe Arden, <gasps> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't particularly like his voice, actually, like in general, but yeah. Oh, it works. Oh my God, have you gotten to the spicy part yet? No, I just started it today. Jesus so. fucking Christ, you're gonna die. <laughs> I I literally I can't <laughs> Steffi knows this. I like re-listen to that, like those Ooh. three chapters, like every week. Okay. <laughs> it sounds it sounds good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jace, here's the best part. I started I started a book club with my Girl Scout moms. <laughs> yes this is what we're reading (laughs) i i like this is okay again i think this is morally gray but definitely not dark romance it's the way that i i haven't finished the mindfuck series but i started the mindfuck series Mm -hmm. their relationship is beautiful and lovely and i love everything about them but wow the situation they're in sloan and rowan i i can't I just love them so much. They're so great for each other. They are. But again, these are my Girl Scout moms. Like, I'm tiptoeing them in. I this don't want them one. to run away from me. Um, we read The Bad Guy by Cecilia Aaron, who I told you about, like, the Tums. That was the other oh. one. He was also another, like, morally gray. Like, th- he didn't, it, he did something that I hate in romance where he was like, I won't touch you until you make me and you beg me. And I'm like, man. Oh. That's boring. <laughs> what kind of sociopath are you with feelings? Consent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and my favorite is that, like, I was talking to one of the moms and she's like, how do I, how do I tell the other moms there's not enough rape in this book? And I'm like, <gasps> one of us. <laughs> one of us. <laughs> That's the other thing I want to say, like. Rape fantasy is so common um, among women. Like that's just another rape way. Or forced, or like if yeah. you want to, like because rape is a thing and rape is bad. Yeah. Um, I personally think of them for me as forced sex fantasies. They yeah, are forced seduction. So, so normal. So yeah, normal. Totally. Again, and if you want to, you know, consensually do that with your partner, go ahead. But like, I've never had an even an inkling to try it. Like, I've never even. And I'm very comfortable with my husband. I, like, I would ask him if I wanted to, but it's just, it's not something that I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. But because like, maybe it's because I read so much of it and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I've read like a little too much of it today. <laughs> I'm not saying never, like never say never, right? Um, we've been together for a anything, very long twice. time. Maybe, <laughs> maybe one of these days, something gets a little boring and I'm like, hey, babe. <laughs> Okay, back to the actual questions. So number three, um, we have this idea at Jace Reads Romance called Comfy Sexy. And it's the idea that in your safest of spaces, in your comfiest of clothes or places or whatever, you can still explore your sexuality by reading a romance novel. So Mm -hmm. just with that in mind, what does comfy sexy mean to you? Uh, my bed, my husband's pajamas, um, some some sort of snack because <laughs> I love eating. Usually a cheese, some sort of cheese form, like a string cheese or a goat cheese. Well, goat cheese 
mm-hmm. with um this and now I'm just hungry. Uh, <laughs> so a book, a Kindle, usually a Kindle, because again, it's just easier to hold. Mm-hmm. Uh, my husband's pajamas, like candles, a clean house. <gasps> oh, that is a that is fantastic. I get that about once every two weeks. We we have a clean house, and then it's it's good for like an hour, and I can just sit. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. and then like I I put on my fake fireplace, and the kids are asleep, so nobody's yelling. It's lovely. That's great. And my husband's playing video games next to me. Like, we're co- coexisting. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That, not all stereotypes are true, but no, some but of this them one are is, pretty accurate. Yes, yes, I, I, I know. I'm well aware <laughs> that I, but it's like the perfect relationship because nobody's mad that the other person is doing a whatever. You're just, and like I said, you're coexisting. Like you're still sitting there every now and then I giggle. He looks over me and I read him a book passage and. Hopefully he's not like mic'd live with anyone. No, he only plays by himself. Uh, I don't, I'm really bad at like names of games, but he plays. What is that game? The zombies. I will never know. You could make up any name and I'd be like, that's great. I don't know. Um, the Last okay. of Us. The Last of Us. Oh, the one with the TV show. So yeah. <laughs> I think I think that's the name of it. God, who knows? But yeah, no, that's that's my comfy, comfy, sexy, comfy, sexy. So follow up question is: When do you feel your sexiest? Um, after a couple of glasses of wine. <laughs> if I'm being honest. <laughs> Uh, yeah, usually alcohol is involved. It's liquid sexy. Liquid um, sexy. Yeah, usually, and I mean, yeah. After a couple of glasses of wine, again, and like, I, I do like me a nice lingerie situation. I feel like it puts you in the right state of, state of mind, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it's something that my husband could care less about. Like, he's just happy again. <laughs> It's it's not for him. It's for me. Like yeah. he enjoys it, like as a yeah. side. But um, it puts you in the right state of mind, and then you can. It's it's like your mask. Like you you impersive you personify like a an ulterior kind of human. Yeah. Especially, I feel like as a mom, it's really important because ninety five percent of the time, I am looking kind of you can't guys can't see me like like this. I'm like in a loose sweatshirt with like ice cream stains. And like, again, either my husband's pajamas or sweatpants because I can't find mine or (laughs) like ripped leggings from 2006. Like it's, you know, or or like my work outfit, which I I do feel pretty good in, but it's not sexy because it's a work outfit. Mm -hmm. So it's important. I feel like as a mom, it's I think that's also why reading is important. Like it, yeah. it's a whole, and that's why I started the podcast during maternity leave. I needed to be something other than a mom who was mm-hmm. keeping a small child alive. And like, yes, that's important, but I, I felt like I was losing my mind. Final question. What is the one thing you want women to know about sex and sexuality? You might call this your soapbox thing. I feel like I've already preached about my soapboxing, but I'll, I'll get back on my little thing. Like, 
don't be ashamed of reading what you like. Um, there's nothing wrong with you. Embrace whichever genre of reading, in which, whether it be the darkest of dark or like even the happiest and feather light of romances because women get made fun of for reading romance in general. Uh-huh. So don't let anybody make fun of you and tell you that you're lesser because you read for fun and for pleasure rather than like reading the biography of George Washington. Like, you know, read whatever brings you joy. That's my soapbox. Do whatever brings you joy as long as it's not harming anybody else. And never be ashamed of what you like. Thank you. Nat, this was incredible. And I'm so grateful that you have taken this time with with me and with Sefi. And I hope listeners that you got just as much out of this as I did. If they wanted to find you and Trigger Warning Romance, where could they do that? Uh, very easy. Well, you can just go to TriggerWarningRomance.com. And then from there, we're on TikTok at Trigger Warning Romance, Instagram at Trigger Warning Romance. You can join the Trigger Warning Romance listeners support group on Facebook. Um, and that, I mean, we do have a Discord, but I'm really not on there too often. So <laughs> don't, maybe don't do that. Uh, but yeah, just uh, you can subscribe to the podcast. We're on wherever you can pretty much listen to a podcast. But yeah, uh, just triggerwarningromance.com will take you to wherever you need to go. Amazing. I will make sure all of that is in the show notes and have an incredible night, y'all. Thanks again to Nat. Thank you for having me. Yeah. That's it for today, y'all. This has been a Three Paws Productions podcast. Our producer is Sefi. Michael Achenbach is our patient editor. Our theme song is written and performed by Diana Weishauer. You can find show notes and so much more at jacereadsromance.com. That's J-A-Y-C-E Reads Romance. Follow along on TikTok and Instagram at Jace Reads Romance. If you'd like to ask a question or share a story for the podcast, call and leave a message at 661-JACE-RR. That's 661-529-2377. Or send an email to jace at jacereadsromance.com. Finally, like and subscribe so you can get every episode when they drop. You can also leave us a review to help others find us. And remember, this is Jace holding space for you.